Hi, it's Dave and Debbie here of the Dave and Dijanovic Show on KSL News Radio. We're on live on KSL News Radio Monday through Friday, starting at nine. And every day we start off with the launch, so the keyword is going to be launch. So text that keyword to five seven five zero zero, and you'll be entered to win a pair of AirPod Pros. Dave and Dijanovic, your morning companions for talk, analysis, and key perspectives on Utah's biggest stories on KSL News Radio. We have a Republican presidential candidate, uh, Nikki Haley, in Salt Lake City today. Uh, she is here going to make her way eventually to a rally at Utah Valley University this afternoon in Utah County, of course. Uh, we will be covering that. My co-host Dave Noriega speaking to her along with the editorial board uh, here um, in the next little while at Broadcast House. Uh, he's going to be sitting in on a meeting. We're going to be asking her some questions. Um, and he was specifically wanted to know uh, why her message is not resonating. Uh, that if you follow the polls, Haley clearly is a guaranteed win over Biden. Latest polls showing that she could beat President Biden in a head-to-head hypothetical race in November by 16 points. Yet she heads to Utah the night after yet another loss in the primary to former President Trump. Let's just keep going and, and running through the tape as much as we can. She's, um, she's on the run right now. She's not giving in. She's not giving up. I'm looking forward to hearing in just a few minutes uh, what Dave finds out when he uh, asks her the questions. Uh, If you can squeeze some in, I'm sure that's going to be a very busy editorial board meeting today. Now on to the drama about Salt Lake City's billion-dollar ballpark. Normally we have the launch, but with Dave gone, we decided to skip the launch this morning. The launch brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union every other day when we do the launch, but... We're going to skip over that right now for the billion-dollar ballpark situation. Dave Indigenovic. Dave Indigenovic. Special coverage of the top local story. There's been some major changes in how this ballpark funding is going to shake out. It happened yesterday with some drama on Utah's Capitol Hill. Of course, if you were listening yesterday, you know Dave and I were camped out uh, in the ballpark community, which is on the west side of Salt Lake City, uh, North Temple, Kind of close to Redwood Road. We were broadcasting live all morning long from the Utah State Fair Park, which will be part of this new development. And we've been hearing for several days now. Remember, this this legislation, it's, it's very last minute. It came out last week. Lawmakers tapping taxpayers to help fund this billion-dollar plan to build a ballpark on the west side, which we would own. So we would be proud owners of a new Major League Baseball stadium on the west side of Salt Lake City. Um, And we were told that tourists were going to pick up the tab, mainly because of this hotel room tax that was going to be increased. It was going to be up just a little bit, about a buck fifty for every $100 tourists from out-of-state drop when they come to town on a hotel room. But then yesterday afternoon on the House floor, St. George Representative Walt Brooks calls out Republican lawmakers for telling us this story, that tourists are going to pick up the tab mainly for the ballpark, you know, because it's tourists who use our hotel room. Well, he's on the House floor and he says, that's not the whole story. Let's talk about Utahns who come to my neck of the woods and stay in St. George. The half of our visitors that stay in hotels are you from Salt Lake that come down to St. George. 
and I could not vote for a bill that's going to increase taxes statewide for this support this this issue. I mean, Amy Kobabe, it's it's kind of a gotcha moment there on the House floor when Representative Brooks is like, "Hey, it's fifty percent of the hotel stays in the St. George area are from folks from uh, the Wasatch Front who are going down there for you know baseball tournaments, for softball tournaments, for." To, to tour Zion National Park, to hike in the area. So uh, eventually what ends up happening, and you were covering this uh, very thoroughly yesterday for us here at KSL News Radio, is they throw out the plan to up the hotel room tax, and what do they come up with? They completely throw it out, Debbie. And instead what they're doing is, so any sales tax that already exists in this Fair Park neighborhood, they're going to basically earmark that, keep it separate from going into just the general fund. They're going to use that back into investing in this ballpark. It's going to be a lot less money, though. There's an estimate yesterday from Senate President Stuart Adams that uh, we're now losing out maybe $300 million. You know, they, they were trying to get $900 million with the taxes earlier. Now, he said, we'll get at least $600 600 million with this current plan without those hotel taxes included. Well, yikes, how are we going to afford to build a billion dollar ballpark with taxpayer money if we're a, a 3 or 400,000 dollars short, Amy? <laughs> it sounded like yesterday on the house was it, it, they wanted to take this step without really figuring out maybe all of the details. Um, but, uh, you know, the Representative Ryan Wilcox in introducing this and talking about it said this is an opportunity we have to take now. And Adams, even in Senate media availability, kind of uh, echoed that saying, you know, we will study maybe the hotel tax in the future. We'll look at what that impact could be and if we should do that. But it's going to be a study now instead of just jumping right in. So I, I don't know if they even know how much they need to build this ballpark. They're just saying, well, we'll need maybe this much. Let's at least get started. And if we get that ballpark, then we have that money in place. Amy Kobabe of Castle News Radio, of course, you hear her every day. She's covering this story uh, very closely, tracking it for us on Capitol Hill. The developments on the billion-dollar ballpark, which now may have just shrunk because of the shifting of how they're going to do the taxing on that to more of like a $700 million funding package until lawmakers can get back to the drawing board and figure things out. And I just want to add uh, my two cents here. This is what happens when lawmakers wait to the last last minute to shove a billion dollar taxpayer funded ballpark uh, down our throats, uh, quite frankly, in the final hours, days leading up to the last day of the legislative session. And Amy, before I let you go, um, I also want to point out that part of the old funding package, old being last week's funding package, is this uh, rural search and rescue um, funding that would have gone to rural communities. Well, uh, They have to dump that out of the package as well. Here's what uh, one lawmaker says. We'll continue to have that conversation to make sure that you're not left out, that rural Utah's needs are going to be met when it comes to emergency medical services, because that part was carved out with with this substitute. So I always felt like the the selling point for the rural communities to get on board, Amy, with this hotel tax increase was this component where they were going to get extra funding to help with their search and rescue teams because uh, they get tapped out. A lot of people go into the on the trails in the backcountry, they get lost, and then we expect these volunteer search and rescuers to go out and find them and 
pay for helicopters and all this. You know, the, the sheriff's office have to pick up the tab. Uh, but that got bounced out of the bill, too. Yeah, so it was just a complete gut of anything relating to that hotel tax, completely gone. And so we might see something like that come back. I know uh, reporting in Southern Utah for years that, uh, I mean, there are, they have just um, a, a lot of money that goes to rescuing people from Utah and from out of town. And uh, that's something we're we're footing the bill for in those uh, those. Small kind of sheriff's office. Sometimes they're trying to raise money to do that. I know I donated money one time to that effort uh, because they just don't have enough. So, uh, you know, that's something that lawmakers say they're going to come back to. They might have to be held to that from those rural communities and say, hey, you know, we were promised this. We'll have to see maybe in future sessions if that comes up. Amy, thank you so much for your coverage. We appreciate you um, letting us know the details on the latest um, (laughs) effort to get this major league ballpark funded and straight ahead we're going to have the chief sponsor of this uh taxpayer funded pitch uh up on capitol hill calling the show representative ryan wilcox he joined us last week on the show when his plan was unveiled and now he finds himself in a a pickle um i want to ask him this question does he have any regrets about unveiling this plan uh, in the final days uh, leading up to the end of the 2024 legislative session? Let's just ask him that next. Hi, it's Dave and Debbie here of the Dave and Dijanovic Show on KSL News Radio. We're on live on KSL News Radio Monday through Friday, starting at nine. And every day we start off with the launch. So the keyword is going to be launch. So text that keyword to 57500 and you'll be entered to win a pair of AirPod Pros. Dave, Dave and DeGenevic. DeGenevic. Eye on the Hill 2024. Special coverage with Dave and DeGenevic. we got to take some time and sort some things out with this Major League Ballpark um, on the west side of Salt Lake City. Of course, Dave and I spent our entire show in that community yesterday it was so good to take the show on the road and be in the place where this ballpark will be built or is expected to be built uh, for three hours yesterday. We got a chance to drive around the community and check out, you know, some of the businesses in the area and 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 see what's been going on there. And it's it's gone downhill in a lot of those uh, neighborhoods. And the pitch is that this could revitalize this area. And we've been told for days that tourists would pay for this MLB ballpark through a statewide increase in the hotel room tax. Pay a little bit more for your hotel room stay, and Salt Lake City gets a Major League Baseball park and a ball team eventually. That's a good point. (laughs) We don't have a ball team yet. President of the Senate, Stuart Adams, was live just a couple of days ago with Tim and Amanda on Utah's Morning News, and this is what he said. Again, uh, most of that will be paid for by those that are bringing them in by the by the private businesses by the private entities but we are we do have some tax money that we're putting toward that but all that will be pretty much paid by out-of-state residents because they'll actually be on hotel fees or car rental fees and i think that those so we're actually making those from out of state help fund those ballparks well during debate yesterday over this bill which by the way amy cobabe just reported got completely gutted the hotel room tax is taken out of it. 
Well, Representative Walt Brooks uh, speaks uh, during debate on the House floor and says, whoa, 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 wait a minute. It's not all out-of-state tourists that are going to be picking up the tab with this hotel room tax. He adds this layer to the conversation. The half of our visitors that stay in hotels are you from Salt Lake that come down to St. George. And I could not vote for a bill that's going to increase taxes statewide for this support, this, this issue. Representative Ryan Wilcox, you're the chief sponsor of this legislation. Thanks so much for joining us once again to walk us through it. But I have to ask you, uh, first and foremost, I feel like we were being told one thing, and then Representative Walt Brooks stands up. Uh, he's He represents the St. George area and says, uh, 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 hold on a second. Half of our hotel rooms are, you know, taken by residents on the Wasatch Front. So their Utah residents would ultimately be paying a good bulk of those hotel room taxes. Um, why, where was that story in, in this original pitch? Well, he's talking about two different things. By the way, good to talk to you. Thank um, you. His comments, obviously, uh, yesterday, and he said that in his statement, he's talking about St. George area. Right. And I haven't looked at those numbers for every specific part of the state, but actually the the numbers that we got from the Gardner Policy Institute um, the night before last, uh, Natalie Gochner over there, it's actually closer to 75-25 statewide. It's not 50. It's not 60-40, which is what we talked about previously. It's closer to 75-25. So you're saying 25-25%. Of course, we took that out. So, right, but you're saying 25% of Utahns occupy Utah hotel rooms. Is that, is that, am I understanding that properly? Yeah, that's closer to the accurate number statewide, not just a localized one particular area. But you got that. Why? Uh, we pulled that out because we've had, uh, we had some deeper conversations about um, what the impact might be. We wanted to make sure we understood that. And we've, uh, if you've been following this conversation, you've known that a big part of that for us was being able to open up that section of code to address rural uh, search and rescue, EMS services across the state. That was uh, really an important part. And frankly, that's one of those where the Wasatch Front in particular and uh, out-of-state visitors really put a strain on a lot of our rural counties um, who, <laughs> who are left with the bill to take care of all of us, of us that uh, like to visit and frankly get lost and, and leave a mess sometimes. So that was... Uh, that was the part of that that was hardest to give up. Frankly, we've been looking for a mechanism to do that for four or five years. Uh, we did get an agreement with the Senate that they would help us to address that issue in the interim. That we'll, We will look at the TRT, uh, whether or not that's being spent the way it needs to be, whether or not there's a statewide benefit for how it's currently being appropriated. Um, but we are going to continue that conversation. The conversation about what we replaced that with was something that we could all agree on. We did have the votes the other day um, on the original bill. I'll just say that up front. Um, but we also felt like we wanted to make sure everybody was comfortable with what we were doing. And uh, so that's where we ended up with giving up the state portion of the sales tax in the new district, which right now generates nothing. Okay. So this would be only from the growth uh, from the private investor that's our partner in this. Okay, so this is where I have to, I've got a couple of questions about this. Uh, first, I want to start with that. this. Are, do you regret waiting uh, until the, the basically the final week of the legislative session to announce this bill and get this pushed through? Was this the, is this a fair way to do this for taxpayers? Yeah, there's, this is literally how Utah operates every year, and that's not in a derogatory sense. We've been talking about this bill publicly for a year. 
about this project. We've had town halls all around the state, including in St. George. We've had uh, open conversations, several in, more media interviews on this topic, and frankly, many of the much more important conversations that we've had. Um, that's largely been driven by uh, these kind of conversations. Um, so, no, it, it wasn't not only not dropped at the last minute, those negotiations were ongoing. Um, and once we felt like it was ready to, um, you know, move into the committee phase, then that's where that went. But certainly there's been plenty of conversation around the topic. Do you think there was enough time for public comment uh, once it came out in its final version, though, th- th- yesterday? In the... In yeah, its... the, the final okay. version now so is... Literally, yeah. We are, we are always taking public comment. We've had, like I said, town halls around the state. We've had open conversations. We announced this through the front door. This was not anything like that. Of course, every single bill at the end of the session goes through an opportunity for revision and negotiation. Um, that is how that process works. And, of course, our, the public comment that we've heard, in fact, we even took this one uh, to a committee yesterday afternoon um, that wasn't required, um, but just to make sure that we had it for public comment in the Senate, right? This was an opportunity to have that conversation uh, specifically for that purpose. But of course, we are always listening. We are always having those conversations when we need to. Representative, uh, now this final version, when you talk about this sales tax in the district, what does that look like? Sure. Is there an increase in the sales tax in the Fair Park area? No. Okay, go Not explain. Go ahead and explain. This is literally just, just in the district. Um, in other words, an area that is not producing any sales tax right now. It's an industrial zone right now. That will be used to uh, hope, uh, hopefully it will generate enough sales tax for us to do this. But that's the plan is that we'll invest in that area, meaning the partner will, the private investor will. And then the revenue that we pick up from the sales that are generated in an area that is currently not generating revenue, that's what we'll use to fund the project. And I and I envision the hope would be that in this uh, district would be retail and new restaurants that would also help generate this sales tax. Correct. That's correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yep. so a lot of development in that area is the vision that will help generate the sales tax. And what? How much could it generate? What is the estimate on that? I think estimates are you know upwards of thirty million. A year from that, that's possible. Um, we don't know exactly what that'll look like because we're talking about, you know, our economist's best projections right now and what we would expect to happen. But we're talking about an area that has been blighted for decades, an area that has been neglected for decades, an environmental remediation project along the Jordan River that has been a problem for decades. You would have seen on, I think you probably ran a story on KSL about the, <laughs> the cartel raid. It was conducted on Monday down there uh, by Salt Lake City and UHP. Um, you would have seen, um, I think, 50-something arrests, um, over 100, or excuse me, 1,000 fentanyl pills that were, that were collected over there, and in addition to cocaine and a bunch of other things. That area, that community has been neglected for far too long. This gives us an opportunity to start the rehabilitation and the environmental remediation from an industrial site, but also to help that community, to help lift that community, get, make sure that it's safe going forward and prepare it so that we have a shot at Major League Baseball. Remember, even the tax that you're talking about right now doesn't go into effect unless 
we get the team. All right. We'll let you get back to work on Capitol Hill. Representative Ryan Wilcox, I appreciate you uh, walking us through it, taking my questions, um, and uh, giving us some answers. Uh, they think Utahns deserve. I mean, we were putting a lot of money and a lot of effort into bringing a Major League Baseball team to Utah. This doesn't even mention, I haven't even mentioned yet, the NHL arena. We're going to mention that later in the show. Also, in the next few minutes, speaking to a tax expert um, as well about what his thoughts are on this taxing, uh, how these how this, uh, how these taxes will be collected. Uh, just saw Dave Noriega in the hallway. That means he is uh, wrapped up talking to Nikki Haley, a presidential candidate in town today in Salt Lake City, heading to Utah Valley University, fresh off of a yet another primary loss to former President Trump, but she is not backing down. Let's just keep going and, and running through the tape as much as we can.